This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Awesome. Well, welcome to all of you. Uh, We're starting a new series tonight. Pastor Solomon said that, and it's called Thrive. And we are so excited about this. I get the opportunity to speak this first night and introduce it. And um, this whole thing centered on uh, just that we would all be healthy in every area of our lives. Um, I see so many Christians that are not healthy in one way or another. And uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of the different areas that go along with our lives. Our key scripture tonight is 3 John 1, verses one through four. This is from the Passion Translation. I want you to read it from up here on the screen. It says, beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. Now see, this is the Apostle John that wrote this. And he wrote it to a man named Gaius. He was a leader of one of the churches. And remember this time period is after Christ had already ascended into heaven. Christ is gone from the earth. And the disciples are, are doing his command to take the gospel to all the ends of the earth. And so John is praying here this in this greeting he's praying at the beginning that Gaius is this man his physical health would match his spiritual health it's a great concept isn't it see we don't want to be unbalanced christians and some people you know they're only oh no it's just about the spiritual and they ignore the other areas of their life but john clearly is writing here that our spiritual life should balance out with our physical life. And it's also gonna be a lot of other areas that we're gonna talk about, okay? See, God is concerned about all areas of our life, all parts of it, and he wants us to be healthy. Why do you think that is so? Because the world is out there and they're looking for someone who can show them some hope. Not someone perfect, but someone authentic that can say, Christ is working in me. I'm not perfect, but he's working in me. And we all have areas that we need to grow in. There will not be one of us that a day will come and will say, oh, I can check the box in every area of my life. I've got this down. Trust me, if you begin to think that, the devil's gonna come and try you in that area but we're gonna be growing throughout our whole life. We're gonna grow in each of these areas. I will say, sometimes we'll we'll grow in an area and we're like, this was good. And then there'll be another area that we grow in, but we'll probably have to go back to this area at some point. So we're gonna, John prayed that we would prosper and we would be in health just as our soul is prospering. God wants our soul to prosper. He wants us to be a witness to all the people out there that are really hurting, okay? And when you hear the word prosperous, I don't want you to think about, oh, she's just talking about money. And when you hear us say this scripture, oh, well, that's just talking about that prosperity gospel. That's not it at all. 
Now that is an area of our life, pastor just took up the offering. There's an area of our life with the finance, financial area that he wants us healthy as well there. But that's just one of many areas in our life that God wants us prosperous in. How many of you would love to be prosperous in your health? Yeah. I mean, to not, as we've grown older, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you just have to, you know, you have to do this and your body breaks down and it has to do this. I believe John's telling us he wants us to prosper and be in health. It doesn't put an age on that. Thank God, because I'm aging. Any of the rest of you? Yeah. A lot older than I ever thought I was going to be at this age. <laughs> Um, so Paul wrote this. I want to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And this Paul wrote to the, another church, and this church was in the city of Thessalonica. He wrote these letters to these churches, but they are really letters to us as well. We learn from them as we read the scriptures. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Paul said, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. He named three parts of us. He said your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body. We're three part beings. And we can't ignore any one part of us or it makes us unbalanced in all the other parts. Have you ever tried to sit on a stool that has three legs and one of them is shorter than the other or one of them is missing? We got back from our trip the other night and the wonderful airlines, I, Stormy went to get the car and I pulled my bag off the uh, conveyor belt and it was missing a wheel. So one of the four wheels was gone and it was a little hard to, to uh, maneuver then because it was very unbalanced and that's what happens to us. When we're not healthy in one of these areas, we're very unbalanced in our life. And it's hard to go on that straight line and, and do the things that God wants us to do. So Paul wrote this, spirit, soul, and body. So let's talk about each one of those, those three. The first one, our spirit. Okay, that's our spiritual being. That's what we call our heart. That's where Jesus lives. That is the eternal part of us. In uh, Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote that eternity is in the heart. God puts eternity in our hearts. That's in our spirits. We understand eternity in our spirits. And we know we get to be with Jesus one day. In our spirits, this part of us is how we communicate to God. Not, our, I mean, our mind, our, our our emotions get involved, but it's our spirit that connects with God, that part of us. That's the connection to our Father. We connect with Him, we communicate with Him. The next part of us is our soul, okay? What is your soul? You hear a lot of people refer to soul. It's your mind, it's your will, and it's your emotions. Mind, will, emotions make up your soul the soul part of you, and God made you with those three things. That's what gives you personality. 
Each one of us are different. If you've ever studied the different personality styles, that's God's sense of humor. He places gifts on the inside of us. He places different thoughts, different ways of expressing emotion. Some of you are very emotional. Some of you are not, okay? And that is how God made us. He makes our spirit. He makes our soul, that mind, will, and emotions, okay? Our soul is how we feel things, it's how we make decisions and how we think. Then the third part of us is our body. That's this physical structure that we see on each other. It's also our five senses. We know we have five senses. We, we have sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch. God made us those three-part beings, and he wants us to thrive in all three parts. Paul said that, that your whole spirit, soul, and body, all of these would prosper, that we would be made whole in every one of these areas. He wants us to truly thrive and be healthy in every one of these areas. So what does the word thrive mean? Look up here at the screen. Growing and developing well, prospering, flourishing. Now, I had one of our plant moms in the office bring this over. Ramona is what I call a plant mom. Any of y'all out there plant moms and you're proud of it? You can make things grow. It's a learned skill for me. Sometimes they grow, sometimes they don't. But Ramona, it's like whatever she has, she names them. She babies them. She used to have this fern, and it would drive our uh, cleaning person crazy because this fern was beautiful. It hung in her office, and Ramona had this spray bottle, and she would spray. I can't remember the name of that, that plant, but she would spray it and talk to it. And, of course, what do ferns do? They shed. And there was always shedding on the, on the carpet, but oh, that plant was beautiful. But would you say that this plant is thriving? Yes, it's growing. It looks healthy. It's prospering in its life here at the Faith Church office. It's very happy there. It's doing well. So this is thriving, growing, developing well, prospering, flourishing, but I will tell you, in order for this plant to thrive, its roots have to be healthy. I can't see its roots. Its roots are planted down into this soil. No one can see our roots either, but we can see the fruit from our roots. Right? In fact, the Bible talks about that's the only way that we can judge one another is by the fruit that we have. That's how we know if our life is flourishing. That's how we know, I mean, because lots of people can come up to you and try to tell you things. Have you ever met any real spiritual people and they want to tell you all kinds of spiritual things and they may have a word for you? Well, guess what? You should be able to trace those roots, if they're really deep in the Lord, back to the fruit in their life. Are they walking in the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience kindness are they kind people goodness 
all of those, those nine fruits of the Spirit, we should be able to trace to fruit and we would know, okay, that person really has some roots that are, are doing well. So this plant has to have some healthy roots in it. See, our problem in our lives is a lot of us, we have some root problems and it stems back to our past. So many have root issues from childhood. And we say this all the time. When we go out to the Lubbock County Detention Center, those ladies sometimes look at us like we're the church ladies. And we have to tell them and remind them over and over again, we are not perfect. And we tell them our testimonies. Been through our team, many of them can say they've been through uh, Sexual abuse in their childhood, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Many of them have been divorced. Many of them, we've had some that have had abortions or lost children. And it really opens those ladies' eyes that, wow, they're not perfect. And we all, I always say, no one gets through childhood unscathed. No one. Even the most perfect families on the outside that you think, man, they look perfect. Guess what? They're not perfect. There's a little bit of dysfunction in every single family that we have because we live in a fallen world and because we are human beings. Any of y'all ever uh, lost fruit in your life with your anger or depression or anxiety? We all deal with those things. But we can generally trace healthy roots back to the soil. And many of us, like I said, our childhood, those roots were not, they didn't get to grow in healthy soil because of our childhood. Some of you, as an adult, have had traumatic things happen. And you've got to make sure that we get our roots into a healthy place, into a healthy soil. See, what happens is when we grow up in those, those dysfunctional homes, it, it affects the way we think. And we think and we see the world like this is how everything should be. And this is how everyone functions. Do you ever go to someone else's house and then you're like, oh, that's not how it has to be. I know Amanda had some friends in, uh, well, they were actually friends from the time she was little. And they would tell her, we love to go to your parents' house because y'all sit down to eat together as a family. And they would say, our family never does that. And again, was it craziness? Yes, we both worked. Our kids were in multiple activities. I mean, just to have a meal on the table, usually we'd be running out for Wednesday night church or worship rehearsal or basketball practice or Stormy would referee. But that we, we gathered as a family and something so small meant so much to those girls because they didn't have that and they didn't see that. And so when we grow up in families that, that are dysfunctional and all of us are, we've got to get in the word of God because this will align our thinking. So much of what pastor teaches us on Sunday mornings, it aligns the way we think, the way we feel, and this is the truth of the word of God. Now, this may have happened to you when you were young, 
And that is true that it happened. But that doesn't have to shape who you are in the future. And that was not God's will. If you were abused, that was not God's will. If you were neglected, not God's will. But God can take that and plant you into a healthy place. And so many of us need, that's why we come to church. That's why we need each other. Because we as a body of Christ, we can grow together and create families together and encourage each other and align our thinking with this word so that we can prosper, amen, and have healthy roots. So our roots have to be planted in the right soil, which is the word of God. And we've got to make sure what people tell us is the word of God. That's why at this church, you will see our ushers. I saw Kyler walk down here. If you want, if you don't have your own Bible, we provide a Bible. And you look up and make sure that everything that's said aligns with this. Because we don't need man's wisdom. Your family may have told you that this is how we do things. But if that doesn't line up with the word, you've got to adjust that way of thinking to the word of God. Amen? And some of you, again... You grew up in some pretty dysfunctional families, and you may have a little more work to do to let the word of God change you, but the word works. I love what Pastor Solomon shared, that God is still faithful. He's faithful to his promises, and he will not leave us. Okay, I want you to look at Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15, Psalm 92. I love this. This is talking about us and our roots and being planted in a church. Psalm 92 verse 12 says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Let me just tell you, we came from a land of palm trees. Sermon and I got to go uh, on a vacation last week, and there were these huge palm trees. Stormy would sit there and he would say, look how tall that one is. Taller, some of them, than the, the buildings of the resort that we were at. Taller. I mean, they were strong. They looked thin, and you're like, how can they be up there? But they were strong, those palm trees. So that's how we are. They will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Verse 13, planted in the house of the Lord. Where do you think the house of the Lord is? The church? Your house? Planted in the house of the Lord where the Lord's presence is. That's when we flourish. That's when we grow. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Verse 14, they will still bear fruit in old age. Praise the Lord. They will still stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no wickedness in him. I want to be one of those ones that it doesn't matter how old I get, I'm going to be proclaiming that God is faithful. I'm going to be singing his praises. I'm going to be as healthy as I can be. I don't have to give up and say, well, I'm going to retire and then I'm going to die right after that. I am going to walk with the, the Lord and be healthy in every area because I planted myself in his house. I'm planted in his word. I'm planted in relationships that help me to grow and become strong. Okay, the next scripture, John 15, 4. 
We're learning about how we can be healthy, how we can thrive. John 15, 4, this is from the English Standard Version. It says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You stay. You stay here. You don't leave. You don't, one day you drift off. You go this way and then you're like, well, I guess I had to go back to church. We stay. We abide. We don't lose our relationship with him. And I'm telling you, you get away from the things of God, it's easy to drift. It's easy to drift. When you're at the ocean and you're just out there and you're just like, oh, it's so nice. And all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wait, where did everything go? And you realize you've drifted way far away because that current takes you there. And I'll tell you, the current of our world right now is trying to take our culture to a different place. And you... Moms and dads, uh, aunts and uncles, grandparents, friends need to be strong. You need to be flourishing because there's teenagers down on the other end of this building and they need to see adults that are flourishing. They need to have hope because you know what the culture's doing? It's not just drifting down there. It's trying to drag them and pull them under with social media with the, the music and the movies. It's trying to create this culture and get them to think a different way than the word of God. And we've got to, we've got to bring them to church. Bring them. Unless your kids drive, you've got to bring them. And you should make it a priority to bring them to church. See, in our house, y'all think, well, y'all been pastors, nope. The first 20 years of our marriage, we were not pastors. We were not paid staff. It was our choice to go to church or not. And our kids can tell you that we were at church every single Wednesday and every single Sunday and the special events because we knew we had to have roots. We had to grow. And our children knew that was the foundation that we had for our home. Don't give them the choice. Don't give them the choice. Are you paying their bills? You're the boss. For some of you that have uh, teenagers, let me just reaffirm, you're the boss. And they have to do what you say. If they're living under your roof and you're paying for their phone and their internet and their food and their toilet paper and toothpaste, guess what? This is what we do as a family. We go to church. Now, if they want to go be independent and pay for all those things on their own and be off your phone plan and off your car insurance and pay for everything, then they become an adult and they get to make that decision. And that's why you planted those roots in them. So they, you put the word of God in them so they don't drift. So we've got to stay rooted and planted in the house of the Lord. We've got to abide with him. I saw this quote on Instagram this week, it says, a plant doesn't grow by being dipped in the soil once a week. And I thought, wow, have you ever replanted, like if you go buy a plant, Stormy bought some uh, green chili plants, and you have to pull them out of the little container that they're in, and you see those roots. You don't just 
dip it in the soil and call it good and say, okay, now grow. You don't do that. See, the invitation isn't to visit the vine. This word that we read in John 15, 4, it didn't say, well, just visit the vine. Just say, oh, yeah, that was nice once in a while. It said, abide in the vine. We're to abide in it. Not just dip our soil in the roots. We've got to put our roots in and become planted in the house of the Lord, in the things of God. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. It's the last scripture I want to read. And we're going to talk about this, about growing. It says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. So in this scripture, step one is always to accept Jesus as Lord. Everything starts from that point. Sometimes we talk to people and we're like, hmm, their thinking, you know, is maybe a little off or their behavior. So we always have to trace it back. Have you asked Jesus to be Lord of your life? Don't just say, well, you know, are, are you a Christian? Because lots of people think they're a Christian. Oh, I grew up in that. I grew up, my parents were, you know, Catholic. My parents were Episcopalian. Um, I grew up in that. Pastor Evan said this in his message. There are no grandchildren in the house of the Lord. There's only children. You have to make the decision for yourself. You have to say with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord of your life. That's different than just believing that, oh yeah, I believe Jesus was a man and that he came to the earth and, and he, he died, but it hasn't affected you. You've got to receive him. That's step one. Receive Jesus as Lord. Step two, it says there, you must continue to follow him. Not a one-time decision. That is where it starts, at that first decision. But it's a decision every single day of our lives. See, we ask him to be Lord and Savior, and then we have to keep him in that position. And that's very difficult when our flesh wants to be the one that decides. Our, our buddies want to be the one that tell us, hey, come and do this with us. There's lots of voices trying to pull us away. But are we going to every single day let Christ be Lord of our lives? That's how we abide. That's how we flourish. That's how we thrive. We ask Jesus as Lord and Savior, and we continue to follow him. Step two. Step three from this scripture. It says, verse seven, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Where roots have to grow down into Christ. See, and growing roots takes time. It takes the right soil. So you got to, don't just think all churches are the same. Get yourself in a place that has good soil. A place where the word of God is being taught. Get yourself friends that depend on the word and can pray with you. Not lead you into other areas of sin. 
and we have to have food. We've got to feed ourselves. We've got to get up every day and read, and we've got to let this be the light of our life. Those are the things that are gonna cause us to abide and to grow and to flourish. That was step three. Step four from this scripture in Colossians. It says, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with kindness. That's let your lives be built on him. That was from the first part of that. Let your lives be built on him. When we let our lives be built on him, that means he's the foundation, he's the builder, so guess what? We can't lock off rooms of our life and say, okay, you can come in and come to my living room, but don't come back here to my messy kitchen and den where my kids have messed things up. I just want you to stay in the neat areas of my life that you know about. And those messy areas, those places I don't even like to go to, God, don't touch those. See, if we let him be the builder, he gets access to all the areas of our life. And when we allow him into even the painful parts, we grow, we flourish, because we let light into those areas. If you put a plant in a dark room, guess what? It dies. It has to have light to grow. Our lives have to have God's light shining on every area and we will grow. So I love those steps. Accept Jesus as Lord. Continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. See, this summer, this uh, we're going to do this series and deal with all of these different areas of our life. Up here on the, um, I'm going to put it up here, and you got a handout tonight, I believe, when you came in. Was it green that y'all got? Yes. And it has all the different areas. I want you to look at that. We're talking tonight, and next week we're going to be talking about spiritual health. That's number one. The second a uh, set of things we're gonna talk about is our physical health. How do we take care of this body, this temple of the Holy Spirit that God has given to us, physical health? After that, we're gonna talk about financial health, honoring God with our money. How do we have financial health? The next area is emotional health. Some of us are sick in our emotions. Some of us are damaged in our emotions, and we've got to get some health going in that area emotionally if we're going to thrive in our life. The next area we're gonna talk about is mental health. Right here in the church, we're gonna talk about mental health. So many people have ignored this area for so long, and we've got to have our, our minds thinking right mental health, and then the last week we're gonna talk about relational health. How do we get along with others? How do we have healthy families, flourishing families in the relationships of our, our life, our spouses, our kids, our friends, our work? How are we healthy relationally? So I'm gonna ask all of you to stand up. I don't know if anybody from the worship team is in here. If not, can we put on some music? I have a challenge for you. I would, I would like for you to commit this summer to grow. Did you know that a lot of people in church 
church terms, church life, they'll talk about the summer slide. See, so many will go to, you know, we, we get out of the habit, we go to baseball games and we go to tournaments and um, maybe we go to the lake or we go play golf and, and we skip some of the spiritual things in our lives. And then we wonder, why are we sliding? So many people, they go on vacation and then they get back and they're tired. And then they, they haven't been to church in a couple weeks. They're like, well, I won't go this Sunday either. And there's this slide that happens. Remember when I talked about the ocean? If you're not specifically watching where you are, you're going to slide. And the Lord wants us to grow this summer, not drift. So I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes and I would like for you to commit to grow this summer. Some of these areas we're gonna talk about may feel uncomfortable. They may touch on an area that you're like, I don't wanna talk about that and I don't want the Lord to have access to that part of me. But God is asking, will you give me all? Will you let me be the builder and have access to every part? Lord, we commit our lives to you. We don't withhold anything, God. We give you access to every part of our lives. We say that you can come in. Lord, you can deal with every part of us. And Lord, I pray as, as we are challenged this summer, God, to grow and to thrive, Lord, that we'll be obedient. That we'll have our hands open, our arms stretched out, God, inviting you to come. We say, come, Lord Jesus will abide in you and you will cause us to thrive in Jesus name Amen Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast To check out more services from Faith Church you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events how to give and how you can get involved